reason this show bugs me is while I am the defender of Gundam Seed Destiny, the reason this show is really? the reason that show is hit. Oh crud! Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what I have to say to that? What? Did you hear that? Yes, I did hear the Godzilla noise. Do you know what that is? It isn't the Godzilla noise? It is. It's a Christmas tree ornament. Oh! It is the greatest Christmas tree ornament in the world. Because you push a building and Godzilla destroys the crap out of it. That is awesome. Yep. Tell me it goes right on top. Oh, yeah. It's well, a topper? No, it, doesn't, it, it has to because it's too damned heavy to hang on a branch. But yeah. it's not actually big enough to be a tree topper. So I just cut branches off and park him up there. And he sits on my desk, and he keeps me entertained. <laughs> Usually works nicely as a non-sequitur, better than those Beatles. But... <laughs> now, he was saying something. Yeah, I think he actually had to go answer that phone. Oh, nice. I'm a little aghast that he would be willing to defend Gundam Seed, but that's okay. No, that's no. Perfect. Well, uh, it's kind of interesting, because his argument has drifted from the show is bad but not terrible, to the show is okay, and it made money, therefore it must be there must nope. be something redeeming about it. Nope. I can't agree with that. There's lots of things that make money and are terrible. I'm looking yeah. at you, American beer. Yes. Well, at some point, I'm thinking of closing off this Summer of Mecca, talking about um, Gundam manga, because I didn't, haven't done enough about that on this show. Oh, right on. So I may... Like, I'm trying to get in contact with Allison from AN to see if she wants in, but... Allison? Like the the Haman chick? That's was... Alex. Oh, Alex, right. Yeah. It was an alley of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can uh, I can try and get a hold of her for you if you want. Yeah, like it, it'll be in like a month or something. Okay. And then maybe afterwards we can do a drunken this is why we hate Shin Asuka bonus thing. <laughs> I that's the worst part. I don't hate Shin. I feel sorry for the kid. Yeah. I hate Shinji. Fucking hate Shinji Akari. It's a spineless shit. Uh-huh. But Shin? Shin has a shit life. It never gets better, and eventually they're just like, screw it, we're just going to crap on you for the rest of the series. Yeah. Because I'm a dickbag, and I want my self-insert to be the greatest thing that was ever created. Well, there's like three separate reasons I've heard, and I'm sure to some degree all of them play. Mm-hmm. But. Well, you know what's painful? What? You ever seen Gear Fighter Dendo? Ah uh, no. You it's one of the thing it's one of those things I occasionally look for and then have trouble finding in a game. Dendo's a up. murder to find. But yeah. it was done by it was done by the creators of Seed and Seed Destiny. And it's a blast. Like that's the thing is everyone tells me their other shows are actually good and I'm like, what happened? I think they just never really got what the hell Gundam is about. Well, I don't even think they got what their show was about, because they seem well, to They knew what their show was about. It was about okay. them being awesome. Hey, you're back. I apologize. That's okay. Take three.
this one's going to be fun to edit. Make liberal use of the truncate silence options. <laughs> that that will help. I use that all the time. It's funny. Uh, today, I guess, Lena was was working on editing, and she's like, oh, there's something wrong. The tracks are off. I was like, well, you just need to split the tracks. It's not a big deal. So I talked her through that. So she figured all that out. She's like, oh, these pauses are terrible. I was like, let me introduce you to truncate silence. It's this magical button that it is, fixes half your problems. I said, now it's probably, don't freak out. It's probably going to make your track smaller. She's like, it made it five minutes smaller. <laughs> I said, keep in mind, anything longer than a half a second of silence, it is truncating. So anything probably from about a half a second long to about 10 or 15 seconds long is what your pauses were. Imagine that, count up how many there there would happen in five minutes, and then figure how long it's going to take to edit each of those out after you find them. That's how much time you just saved. You're welcome. See, see this, this is how you learn how to edit, Chrissy. This is, this is podcasting right here. The dark secrets. <laughs> then at one point she's, yeah, she says, she says, "Yeah, here's the point." I know. Where... Oh, I still don't want to do podcast, but I don't want to talk. Who says you have to talk about anything? That's just that's just a rumor. That that's a rumor. <laughs> a dirty, filthy rumor. That is a filthy rumor. Absolutely. Because, hmm. yeah, I've got, like, tons of time on my hands. It's just kind of ridiculous. So I should use that time to podcast. Or, hey, now you know a couple of podcasters who uh, could always use extra interns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that that's the other thing you can do is you just intern for Tony. You learn this a lot. true. Because I've been collecting interns lately. <laughs> or you could just show up with a show idea, and then you skip the intern phase. Yeah, that, that's true, because that's what I would... As long as we can put backseat in front of it, you're golden. <laughs> We've got a website, a built-in audience. It's, it's pretty great. Yep. Cool. Apparently, like, 2,000 more people are listening. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's probably not 2,000. It's probably more like 200, two or 300, if that. Just downloading 10 different things. Well, I mean, we do produce about 20, 20 to yeah, I guess it's about twenty, and and now with uh, with book club we're we're approaching twenty five episodes of content a month. So there's that. There is that. Oh wow, that's wow. Yeah, the website the website produces about twenty twenty to twenty five episodes of content every month. Right now we have regular releases on Monday, Wednesday. I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
Friday, and then a monthly podcast that appears on Saturdays that we've already had three episodes drop this month, even though it's a monthly podcast. Yes, the the most weekly monthly podcast ever. <laughs> Speaking of which, thirty four seconds ago, the the latest episode dropped because it is now technically Saturday here. But yeah, uh, I'm going to two bu- book signings in November, so I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure I could get, you know, Brandon Sanderson to say something like, "Wait, I, I, I thought the rule, the first rule of book club is we don't talk about book club." <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> and and Pat, Pat Rothfuss seems like a cool guy. I bet I bet I could, could yeah. get him to say something. <laughs> Why do I think I'm following him on something? Not gonna lie, there's like towards the end of that, I was like drifting off to sleep. It's okay, it's late. I know it is. It's all good. All right, well, I'm gonna head off to bed. I gotta go to a po- the hand in my passport renewal to well, in the morning. I have an eye doctor appointment in the morning. but I don't care. <laughs> I'm drinking good scotch, so it doesn't matter. Yep. I tried um, King Goblin from uh, Witchwood Breweries tonight. How is it? It's okay. I'm not super in love with it. Not the best find of the month for beer, mm. Mm. which is still Blackberry Porter. Did you see that uh, uh, the Ideology of Madness guys are doing a new beer and scotch podcast? Yes. I haven't listened yet. I've got it on my on my uh, my phone, but I haven't listened yet. And I've got your beer podcast on my phone. I haven't listened to that yet either. Okay, that one, the audio on that one's kind of rough. There's this like <laughs> weird electric hanging noise I couldn't get rid of in some sections. That sucks. I'm like, dang it. And I know and I'm and I'm pretty sure it was coming off the the microphone picking up the fluorescent lights over my kitchen table. Oh wow. Like like it's bad that I know what it is. Like my music like my music teacher in high school taught taught me how to pick that one out and I'm like ah (laughs) like I know what it is and I'm like so I'll hear it if when I make a recording audio at conventions interviewing people and I'm like fluorescent lights. Uh, it's one of the one of the bad things about being pod, a podcaster is when you learn that people don't know how to use microphones. Oh God, yeah. Jeez, we had a staff wide meeting earlier, like the, the Wednesday, I think. So we had like. The president of the garden, who's used to speaking in front of people, he's spoken. He's spoken in front of worldwide conferences and things like that. So he he knows how to do it. Then you have just like department managers who have to come up and they're talking about their employees and they're giving you know this person's been with us fifteen years, this person's been with us ten years, and here's a little bit about them. And they don't know how to speak in front of a microphone. It's like oh my god, 
every time you use the letter P, you pop it. It sounds terrible. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there going insane as I'm listening to this, and everybody else is just nodding along like it's no big deal. Like last time I had to sit through a bunch of oral presentations in class, I wanted to throw things at people for ums and the like you knows and i'm like i hear every one of those <laughs> record yourself like, and edit it and you will hear them and you'll get rid of them it's like i uh it's like i am like i am ultra aware of people's verbal tics now yeah the, the other good way to know if you've got verbal tics is to encourage your listeners to make a drinking game of your show or if they just make one. Well, if they just make one on their own, yeah, that's that's probably even worse. <laughs> yeah. See, we actually encouraged it of our listeners so we could figure out what they all were. I still keep coming up with them. Well, there was, there's definitely a period of vaccine quickies where I was, like, specifically trying to hit some of them. <laughs> Like, when I do plot summaries, I'm trying so hard to hit at least three drink cues. <laughs> oh, Daryl. God damn, Daryl. Oh, Daryl. Oh, gosh, Scott, I can teach you, like, so many of the new, the new things that my students are saying. The biggest one is bro. Well, like, every third word, bro. Not your bro. But um, before I sign off, uh, if I see any of that Blackberry Porter, do you want me to pick some up for you? No, because I've got a pretty steady source now at the Woodbine and 7 LCBO. Okay. So I'm sure that'll change once the winter beer comes in. But I'm, I, I, I've got, I, I went there the other day and bought like six. Okay, sweet. Because I know that they have them in Etobicoke and stuff. It's just when I was in Markham, they didn't have it anywhere. Yeah, I gotta go to, like, and then December's gonna hit, and we're gonna have all the gift boxes. Yeah. Gotta get me the historic ales of Scotland. And then continue to moan, bemoan the fact that they don't have the, the seaweed one anymore. Alright, well, I'm off to bed. It was nice speaking with you, Chrissy. Yeah, nice speaking with you, too. <laughs> And we should do this again soon. Yes. For something. Uh, All right. Night. Good night. So right before we signed on, I became that guy. Oh. So you may not be aware of the intricacies of gift buying for children right but every... I, I, I've, I've, I've approached them all right so but... so every september october certain uh institutions put out lists of these will be the hot toys of christmas lists. right and these toys immediately immediately become completely unavailable right uh one such toy is based on a cartoon that my daughter is absolutely in love with called Doc McStuffins. And Doc McStuffins is this young African-American girl who 
Um, her mom, I think, is a doctor. And her nickname, she, the nickname that the little girl goes by is Doc. It's not her name. It's, her, it's the nickname she goes by because she wants to be a doctor. And she pretends that all of her stuffed animals have these different ailments. And then she nurses them back to health. And some of the ailments are, you know, they lose a button or they get torn or something like that. But more often than not, it also has to do with some little personality quirk that the animal's being an asshole. And so right. that the doc has to show them that they're not doing things the right way. It's, it's a very sweet, very teachy without being preachy show. It's, it's, it's a cute little show. So Doc McStuffins has a, a line of toys that's come out, and they've got this interactive talking doll that's come out this year that has become the toy. Like, you can't find it anywhere. Nobody's got it. The only way you can get it is, like, getting on waiting lists and things like that. Toys R Us is doing this new thing this year. If it's, a, if it's considered one of the hot toys, you can print off the list check mark the things you want take it into the store and put 20 percent down on the item and they will contact you when they get one in yeah so um i just random julie said something about the dog stuff and i was already looking at some websites anyway and i was like oh it looks like it's they've got it on the way. And she's like, yeah, they're not going to have it on the website. Because the first thing I did was I went to Amazon. Right. And one seller has it for like 60 bucks. This retail price on this thing's 40 Right. So I went to Toys R Us. They're available. They're in stock. You can order up to three of them for 40 bucks a piece. I did. <laughs> And then the Amazon seller account gets activated. No, the eBay account gets activated. <laughs> Going up for the highest bidder the week before Christmas. Oh, you're a bad man. Uh, this was the guy who bought an Xbox, uh, one of the original Xboxes, um, when they came out because it, there was supposed to be a run on them before Christmas. Yeah. And... Then at the last minute, Microsoft amped up their production run, and they were available everywhere. I bought one of them, but never opened it. Just left it in the box. I I couldn't afford it at the time. It was one of those when they were coming out for like four hundred bucks. Oh yeah. And it was like I couldn't afford it. I could afford to leave it on a credit card for a month, and it was like uh, I can't sell this for the price that I paid for it. No, Best Buy didn't have any of them in in stock. So I made somebody very happy by two days before Christmas returning one. <laughs> so. Yeah. So apparently that that's neat news. Yeah. It, um, potentially. No, no. Uh, GameStop just opened 80s store. Like they've started a new sub store kind of thing called GameStop Kids. Ooh, really? Yeah, they're opening like 80 of them before Christmas, but... Uh... It's a seasonal store. Okay, so it's going to be like those those empty sections of those empty chunks of real estate in malls that's kind of deals. That's smart. That's, yeah. that's a brilliant idea. I mean, our local mall has an open GameStop 
it has a GameStop anyway. And <clears throat> the one in our region is actually one of the ones that is not like drying up terribly. It's it is drying up, but not compared not 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 the same way that some other ones in our area are. There's one local uh, mall in, on the other side of St. Louis that's com- almost completely closed, and uh, a group of people have rented out most of the space, and it's turned into like this geek mecca. Like there's some ga- there's like a gaming store, and they do like they. They use some of the open areas of it, like on a Friday night, where they hold like parties and stuff like that. It's it's pretty nifty. See, here's here's the thing about Iron Man three. Someone pointed out that the new armor looks like a can of vanilla Coke, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> it oddly looks like. Um... Like a take on Captain America's armor. Well, no, the, no. There's the there's like the Iron Patriot sort of look, and right. then there's the other one. Okay, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we had. Um, uh, I I have a a friend who is a baker and she does cakes and, and whatnot. Like she's made most of the kids birthday cakes. And, uh, last year I tapped her to make some stuff for me for sausage fest. So she did it again this year. And so she makes, um, sugar cookies that look like boobs. Like they're, you know, just white sugar cookies, two of them put together with, with pink icing. And then like a little pink candy in the middle of the pink icing. (laughs) She makes um, she makes cookies that are in the shape of the awareness ribbon, with a sausage coming out of them, and then she makes uh, these these chocolate these uh, these these chocolate candies that are like lollipops. That if you look at it close up, it looks like a topless woman with her her hair and. Uh, um, and you know bare breasts well she found these little awareness ribbon candies and she put them over the nipples but if you hold it farther away from you so you don't see the detail it looks totally like cock and balls so we had a lot of people like coming up admiring them so my challenge to everybody as they were looking at it it's like what did you see first because that tells me something about you. So just to, just as a conversation started, the people were coming in, you know, thanks for the party and stuff like that. So I would do that just to kind of break the ice a little further. And it was great because most of them are like, oh, yeah, I saw boobs. <laughs> it's like, turn around to the guy and it's like, you're a lucky man. <laughs> Had a lot of good conversations. And then, and then it's one of those things that, once again, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. What in the hell is that? Oh, apparently, it's in it's in the trailer to Iron Man three, and it's just this giant bunny in Stark's apartment. And this is the new big mystery. It's like people have already figured out that it's the Mandarin, and he's got the ten rings. And oh, this yeah. might be some hints of extremists going on, but 
the bunny is completely baffling. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Giant bunny. And what's really creepy is, like, right after the first paragraph, there's an ad. It's for Amazon, and it's got the Doc stuff installed in it. That's how much well, the internet knows me right now. Well, that's because the Amazon ads do that. Yeah. that's Honestly, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I'm one of those people who is not at all creeped out by that. I think it's really neat. And I love that they advertise to me. Then again, I'm also a podcaster who doesn't mind the sound of my own voice. Yeah. I realize that's just the way I am. Yeah, the... The Mandarin thing had been hinted at since the first one. Yeah. That wasn't a surprise. Now, Ben Kingsley. I'm I'm cool with Ben Kingsley, too. Yeah. I mean, I understand why people have a problem with the fact that it's not an Asian... But at the same but, time, but, at the same time, are you going to make it a stereotype if it is? Come on, you're you're really going to get Ken Watanabe to do it? That would be kind of cool. <laughs> well, it would be Ken Watanabe. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm not saying that wouldn't be awesome. <laughs> so, what is the extremist story? I, I, I never read that one. Uh, basically, he like the it, he built. It's like nano machines that mm. make up the armor. So it like basically is incorporated into his own body. Okay. And it like had a whole bunch of other abilities like he could like take control of nearby computers with nanites and do all sorts of crazy stuff because nano nanobots can do fucking anything. And eventually it developed its own personality and went crazy and tried to kill Tony. <laughs> oh, so Venom well, yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Because, except with the added benefit of being all Tony's fault, because that that's what Iron Man comics are. Tony right. cleaning up his own messes. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the most interesting thing about the character. Yeah. It just seemed, I mean, I, I almost got a vibe from it, and I don't know if it's just me trying to figure out what's going on, but there there seemed to be a bit of uh, adrenaline junkie to it. Yeah. Like, and I, I understand why they would do it, but it's disappointing if that's the way they go. If the, instead of doing him being an alcoholic, him being an adrenaline junkie. You know, well, I think he's just I think they've done a really good job of just portraying him as generally self-destructive. That's true. Like, come on. He wanted to be best friends with the Hulk. <laughs> I, I goddamn, I still love that. And we watched that. We when the uh, the, the Blu-rays came out, we yeah. uh, we purchased it because Julie hadn't seen it. 
Aaron hadn't seen it. We're like, we do family movie night because we get the big TV. And so we're like, fuck, it's only 20 bucks <laughs> on Amazon. We order it the day after it comes out. We'll have it on Friday. We'll do family movie night Friday night. So we did that. And uh, watching it again, and after having talked about it on the podcast, man, it's just, it's so cool to watch the interaction between those two. Because Science bros. They are. And what I love about it is the whole time Stark is being a scientist. It looks like he's being an asshole, but he's just being a scientist. He's figuring out what makes Banner tick and, and prodding him literally and figuratively, figuratively to, to see at what point what's going to make him turn so that he can know, so that he can use that tool. I, I dug that. That was really good. I'm excited for the Ant-Man movie. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't... I was never a big fan of Thor. Yeah. I was... I was a moderate fan for a little while of Iron Man. I loved the Iron Man movie. The second one was not as good, but it was still fun. And the first time I ever liked Thor was in that movie, that first movie. I like this drink. Another! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a fan of Ant-Man. I just love Edgar Wright. <laughs> Edgar Wright. Uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Pilgrim also. Yep. Yep. So, if nothing else, this will be, like, crazy well edited. (laughs) Marvel Marvel makes a good movie. They, they, They put the right people behind those movies. They really do. I thought it was a weird choice when, um... Um... Damn it. Thor. Uh, Branagh? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh was was put as the director of that. It kind of made sense when I saw the movie, though. <laughs> it, it You know, it, it, it really did kind of kind of fit. Eh, I mean, the movie had problems, but still a damn fun movie. That is all you can really say. I enjoyed it. I did not feel I was cheated out of the money I spent to watch it. (laughs) There are movies that I have felt that way.
Yeah, that was about why I, I, said, I thought I was going to be like a little late simply because I yeah, that's like Skype. Skype every time you don't use it for like a couple oh, I wasn't days. Oh, I wasn't talking about my Skype. I was talking about my actual computer. Oh, well, it's brand, it's brand new though. So usually, I remember every time you get a brand new computer, the first like month or so, it's like update yeah. city. You know, the sad part is, I actually, I would actually. I actually prefer my Vista uh, Vista software than I do to Windows 8. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, Lisa, if, if nothing else, uh, Vista, you know, doesn't come in ugly shades of purple and green. I don't care about the color. I care about my navigation. Uh, and really? like you're like the you're 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 like the only person I ever heard that said Vista's good, Dolo. <laughs> oh. Everybody else freaking hated it. I, I hated it too. I but believe me. I felt me, like I was playing. Um, I thought I was on Xbox 360. That's what I felt like. Believe me when I say this. I uh, I acknowledge the fact. Yes, Vista was shit. It was a crap. It was a crap OS. But I had to. De- but for the longest time, I didn't feel like dealing with the OS for the longest times, uh, or at least getting a new one, because at that point I just didn't feel like it, and I just customized it so it would work for me. But believe me, uh, going from Windows Vista to Windows 8, it's just not good. Hmm. Why don't you just go to Apple so every time you get an update, it's just uh, that's, the same that's thing. That's the other thing. I just don't, I don't like Apple either. So, plus, I don't yeah, like all the I had Windows Vista. I never had an XP computer. I was like one of, using a really old computer for a long time, and I got bought a new one that had Vista on it. I was like... You know, Vista really ain't that bad. I mean, what's the problem? Then I got a Windows 7, like, oh, yeah, that really was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was bad. It was very blowy, the state of X- XP was really solid. I mean, there's there's some companies that were still using it. I mean, last year, um, the government was still, um, DOD, there were still some computers that were running on XP. They finally got everybody up to 7, but... 7, seven is a solid OS, too. It's just... It's just uh, Microsoft wanted to get into that tablet market, and I think it's a great. I will say it's yeah, a considering great, they're considering they were like the one of the innovators of it because they were trying to market that stuff ten years ago. Well, and I, I can understand their idea of having you know one unified um, yeah look across tablets and the phone and the PC and the Xbox. But did the current Xbox three three sixty dashboard have to be the template for it all? Yeah, that's the that's the issue that I have. Is yeah, if you're if you're gonna do it, let you know. Yeah, exactly. That you're using the oldest piece of equipment there. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it's just, well, you it, see why it, they did it. It's like, hey, here's the one thing everybody already probably has, so we'll get them used to this method. So when they you know start using the tablet, there's no huge learning curve. Supposedly yeah. that tablet's a fucking hell of a tablet, from what I hear too. Didn't they? Didn't I remember? Has anybody heard that they announced Surface? Like, what, Isn't that what it's yeah, called? Yeah. Yeah, the Pro. I heard it's a hell of a tablet. I heard yeah, it's, it's going to cost good. just as much an iPad. <laughs> and I heard, and I also heard it goes, it goes for the battery like nothing. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna make a tablet, you better make it cheaper than an iPad because that's the number one problem with the iPad. iPad's a great tablet, just costs six hundred dollars. <laughs> exactly. I, that's one reason why I got my PlayStation Vita. It, Basically, I basically use that as my like uh, simple web browser tablet. So you didn't use the Wii, Wii U or whatever. You know, when I was actually in line to get my Vita, 
I I saw that they had like the the Wii U at the Lutz, and for a split second, I contemplate buying it. But I said, you know what? I I don't really care. I'm not gonna really buy because there's nothing on there for that I want. I bought a Wii. I had a Wii for two weeks, and I just I woke up one day and I'm like, I'm not gonna play this. Why why do I even have this? So I just took it back and got like 250 bucks for it. <laughs> so <laughs> you probably oh yeah you probably sold it like what, during the Wii U shortage. Yeah, it was right when it came out. You know. Speaking of that, uh, there was uh, one thing I always uh, find funny about the Iron Man movie, the first one. Mm. It's like when that movie came out, uh, Tony Stark during one of the uh, during one of the broadcasts under his TV was there was a Wii, and I laughed at that because that was around the time that was around the time of the Wii U short, the Wii shortage. So I thought always thought that was quite amusing to say the least. Gotta give it to Nintendo for having a release uh, release title that everybody's had the game for what. Um, a year, they're like Batman Arkham Ar- Armored Event, Armored Edition. Yeah. They're like it's got all the downloadable content, the special yeah. armor thing. I'm like, mm, wow, cool. Everybody's already played this. I think, game. I think Sonic, I think Sonic Racers is also the same way. It has all the DLC on it, and I think the same thing is also for Assassin's Creed Three too. No, it it doesn't have any of the DLC because none no, of the DLC doesn't. is out yet. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it's no, the only. The only selling game the only one that people really want is the Wii U Super Mario Brothers. And even that's not selling very well. Well, honestly, the the people I talk to, they want Zombie U. I've heard people talk about that game, too, but I'm shocked at how, like, on release day, we sold all of them. They were all gone. Since then, I've got a batch of them in, and nobody's buying the stupid things. I think that's I think that's honestly Nintendo going back on like producing less units to drive up demand and make people believe that it's a hot selling thing and they yeah, feel I'm like sure they must a, have it. On, on release day, we only had like what four, six or so. Wow. Now we've got like nine, and nobody's buying them. Yeah, my be, my the Best Buy I went to said they had twenty, and they sold them uh, like by by the end of the weekend, they were all gone. Like even the vanilla ones, I I was I I kind of regret it in the sense that I should have bought it if only because I can at least resell it. it. Yeah, exactly. But I was just I was just so pissed off at that point. See, uh, that, that's what you should have done. You should have bought one and held it till didn't open it. Just hold it till like the the week before Christmas when they're all out and people are buying them for like five hundred bucks online. Oh, yeah. uh, well, speaking of reselling, is I'm I might be close. I was this close in my uh, local gaming store to buying about every double O box set they had. Oh, really? Just to just to get the extra, you know, twenty thirty bucks they're going for on eBay. Hmm. I don't blame you. I that's what I was doing all last year. I would go into Game Stops and get all their PlayStation Two and uh, Nintendo GameCube games. And because you could resell, you know, I'd, I'd get these I'd get these games like, you know, the what was it? The when they redid Resident Evil for uh, the oh, first Resident the, Evil for the GameCube. Yeah. Bought it, I, bought it yeah, for like that's... 10 bucks at GameStop. I'm selling it for 35 on eBay. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's is, just crazy. Is that the current price? On Well, that's what it was a couple months ago. But the, the GameStop was selling it for 10 bucks. You know, yeah, that's, the only issue though eBay, that's, that, yeah, that's that's easily a forty dollar game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. eBay's full of a lot of fools. What are the people who are buying spend spend five hundred bucks for the last box of Twinkies? Like you do realize some they're gonna sell the name Twinkie and the recipe to someone else. Someone else will make them. 
Maybe. It's not like they're going they, away they, forever. They not to, you never know. Aren't hosts still existing in Canada? Mm, I don't know. Mr. Scott, you're a resident Canadian. You got any Twinkies up there? Um, no, we do not have any Twinkies left. We do have uh, Wonder Bread if you wanted that for whatever uh, reason. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in Ra a local uh, grocery store the other day here, and I went by where you know like the the snack cakes and stuff are, and you just saw like it was still it was just like a little empty slot where you knew where all the Twinkies and and stuff were. <laughs> they just hadn't like moved everything over yet, so found that kind of interesting. Uh, well, either way, they'll it'll happen. You know, Twinkies will make it come back. It's like Zombie Land. That's the first thing I heard when the when the Twinkies were going out of business. I'm like, man, Jesus, what's the zombie apocalypse happened? Ta Tallahassee is really pants. pissed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's such a good movie. I I, I want the second one already. <laughs> Zomb zombie Land too. Do a second no, one. They 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 pitched it as a TV series. Did they really? So, yeah. So they have plot up. So they have like a five-year so they kind of had a broad five-year arc oh, and wow. then they managed to sell it as a movie so there's like at least four more movies working out of that arc and they I would, and they I produced would. that so cheaply too well yeah i mean because it was done i, I remember reading about because it, it was a big deal that it was done in georgia like for super cheap and, and you know there's what maybe five named actors in it basically i find uh, that in I find that amusing because uh, the Walking Dead video game takes place in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Zombies always in Georgia. Uh, poor Georgia. <laughs> I'm telling All right. you, robot apocalypse you got to worry about. Mm. That's the real world thing, man. I'm, I'm freaking serious. Well, you know uh, what? The Pentagon's with you on that. Cause, I know. Because they they they've got they're, they, now the drones can't do it do anything without a human saying so. Yes. For now, I keep, I keep telling people Hatsune Miku is the beginning of Skynet. No one listens to me. No, I believe you. <sighs> I, I thought when I went to the Hatsune Miku, I went to the, the Hatsune Miku concert like uh, way back in like 2011, mm -hmm. just to uh, check it out and stuff. Because I got, I basically got in for free and I went in for one song, and I thought I was like, this is so creepy. Like it was one thing the the. To see the character. Did you guys read like, that article that they, the person submitted last week? I mean, when you. I, I submitted the article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was talking to Chapman, and I mean, read that article because it's like really creepy. Like, the, you know, of course, it's talking about the Japanese fans, but like the creepiness, not even with just like the older men, but just everybody. It's just freaking bizarre, man. It's a friggin' hologram. There's nothing there. <laughs> Well, I'm... What's more, it's a pre-programmed hologram. You're just watching someone hit the play button. That's all they're doing. So who wins? Hatsune Miku or Hologram Tupac? Who wins in a battle, in a hologram battle? Well, uh, I, I would... well where do Death Clock and the gorillas fit in? Because I'm, I'm going to give it to Death Clock. You think? <laughs> I would give it to Hatsune Miku if only because the fans are just a lot more fanatic in my opinion. No, no, no. I'm talking the holograms. I'm not talking the fans. I'm talking the holograms oh. themselves. Mm. Hologram mm. Tupac versus Hatsune Miku. I'll take Tupac. You mm. think? Thug life, right? I guess so. Eh. Uh, Attorney Moonlight Butterfly wins the match. There you go. Doesn't work in this case. Oh. <laughs> Damn. 
then I, I I probably put money on uh on Tupac the win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, it did end up in a draw. That was, that was creepy. I remember seeing the the video of that at Coachella, seeing hologram Tupac, and it's like that's fucking creepy. Yeah, and and the next, yeah, was, he's singing alongside with Snoop Dogg and Dre, and I'm like, yeah, aren't they realize what they're doing? This is really weird. Well, the the thing was, and then I guess there was an article later on talking about how. They, they thought that this was going to be like a, an untapped industry where you just have like dead rockers, like they're holograms doing concerts. And I'm like, hologram Elvis Presley. You yeah. know, the sad part is I can actually see a market for that. Well, I mean, especially, yeah, particu- particularly, well, especially with, in uh, those cases where you have, uh, you know, the band where the yeah. one or two guys are dead. But okay, the rest of the band just had a- keeps going. Had a horrible like thought Hollow of a hologram Lennon. Beatles reunion. Yeah, like Hollow Lennon, Hollow Harrison. <laughs> oh my God! Here. I think of I think of uh, if in that industry, the biggest one in my opinion would, especially currently now, is Michael Jackson holographic. Oh that was one of the Jackson. ones they were talking about. The biggest. Yeah, that was going to be the thing. So that's the only one I could see happening because the fans would go pay to see it. Yeah. They... Oh my God. Yeah. That's. Uh, I... My computer doesn't hologram have Michael Jackson. Now would um, now would hologram Lennon and hologram Harrison would they would they break up with a uh, real uh, McCartney and, and Ringo halfway through the set or or what? <laughs> how, how does how does real life Yoko fit into this? Will she still destroy the band even though John Lennon? Tsunami Miku is hologram Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured that out. It all makes sense now. I'm still wait. I'm still waiting for Sega to bring over uh, the uh, Project Diva F. That's for sure. <laughs> but I guess I could import it at this point and pay like uh, the exorbitant prices that Japanese people would do. I was kind of curious. I, I still want to get that Gundam Extreme Versus game for PS3. But I figured Which I'd one? wait. And they see keep the... re-releasing it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. Say that but... too. But I wanted to, I wanted to try and you know wait and, and see the price drop a little because you know people were asking a hundred dollars for the stupid thing when it came out. I looked on eBay; they're still asking forty, fifty bucks for the stupid thing used. That's not too bad, though. That's not awful. I was hoping at least thirty, but I guess that's some uh, <laughs> just hoping and dreaming. But well, I mean, they're always going to keep releasing those. The- well, forty as opposed to paying a hundred dollars. That's I think that's a little bit more reasonable. Oh, yeah, but $100 is the no way, no how, not in a million years am I paying that. 40 is the maybe I can talk myself into it. Well, it depends what game it is, though. Like, I, you know, there's there's certain... I can't think of a game I paid more than, like, $60 on. I have. Uh, what was it? It was um, the double O, the first double O DS. Oh, the, the one on the DS? Okay. Yeah. I bought it at the at the store. It was eighty five bucks Eesh, for a DS game. Damn! <laughs> it is a pretty cool game, though. I mean, still for a DS game, eighty five bucks. Eesh. Well, I mean, it's a freaking import game, dude. So I the wages of import gaming, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's just how it is. Superstar Jump, uh, Superstars Jump game was uh, for the DS was a pretty fun one. My friend yeah. got that. Uh, when the Saturn was going around, all those import games, all those, like, uh, what is it? All the Sega, or no, not Sega, but, like, the Capcom fighting games and all that stuff, and the SNK games, those things were expensive as shit, man. People were buying, they're paying, like, 70, 
70 80 bucks on there and i mean let's not forget the i always it makes me laugh when i think of nintendo and the nintendo 64 when they were like you know when those games were like 59 and 69 dollars oh i remember brand new yeah and then it was a big deal when ps3 and and, and xbox games went up to 59 bucks and people were like oh my god so I think it's a little hard to, to justify it, but you got it. But it is reasonably justifiable. Well, like well, see, you, you, you from sit a down. DLC now, is if you want the whole game, yeah, you, well, you sit down, bucks, then you sit through 10, the... and then another extra ten, and then. Well, you sit through the credits on a modern, like high budget type title. Now it's like, wow, that's a lot of paychecks. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. I mean, and that's that's where I don't have that big of an issue with it. My only. My only issue is that when they offer the same, when they offer for download the same game, I'm not talking with your DLC or anything, but it's the but same like, price. Like, oh, retail as, price for digital copies? That's boring. Yeah, yeah, because it should be 5 to 10 bucks cheaper because you figure that's about as much as the packaging is going to cost. I think it, uh, well, my remember that is... um, 30% of that, of, any, of anything you pay, is just the retail markup. Correct. Yeah. So, like, well, the I other thing it, too is, I think it I mean, also should go down, down. In if price it wasn't, if it wasn't that uh, video game, in this is what kills me about the video game industry is they always bitch and complain they have no money, but outside of like farms and like the oil industry, they're like the third or fourth uh, most subsidized industry in the United States. That so, if they didn't even have the government subsidies, it would be. I mean, the games would probably be over a hundred bucks because. A lot of them get subsidies for um, creative and artistic uh, grants. It's very, it's very, very interesting how it works because I, I, I read an article <laughs> on the New York Times like last year talking about that, and it's I was surprised that they were such a highly uh, subsidized industry, and which makes sense though. But then again, on Scott's point, you see the you see the credits on any one of these video games, and it's like fuck. There's a ton of people. Granted, they don't always pay all those people that much. I mean, people that think they're going to make become billionaires in the video game industry, they got a rude awakening because it doesn't really happen that much. Especially if if you're watching a game and they reference all the foreign credits. Like uh, I was playing when I finally beat Assassin's Creed Three, they were referencing not only like the uh, the. Yeah. Like the ink, the English part of stuff, like the North American branch, but also like the European, the Japanese. Heck, they even went, they even did the freaking like no, the the freaking Korean branch. It's like well, really. No. And, what, what's and every hilarious about one that? Got the localization credit, so. Well, no, what's hilarious is that you have Brazilian Portuguese and Portuguese Portuguese yeah. localizations on that game. Yeah, that's I, I noticed. I forget what game that was a, a while back. I noticed the same thing. There was a. Brazilian, a Brazilian Portuguese localization and a Portuguese. I was like, "Are you serious? Really?" Like, I don't, I don't doubt that they are distinct dialects. There are differences. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? There are plenty of uh, Quebecois and North African French people that are making, that are getting along just fine with the French French versions of games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still, I'm still thinking that I'm still thinking that industry is going to bottom out a little bit. I, it, it just seems. It seems well, like we've already hit. We can all feel it at this point. We the the gaming industry is pretty much hitting the glass ceiling at this point. If 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 it's not already there. 
I don't know about glass ceiling. I think it's just hitting a point where um, a lot of a lot of the whole a lot of people are just losing interest. Mainly too because they're just not putting it's out being that. the same thing over and over again. Yeah, they're it's it's like the movie industry where it's like they have to bridge out the same franchise a set number of times. I read today that what is it? The new Black Ops isn't didn't sell as much as the previous one. You know, they hyped the freaking living shit out it's of it. It's still made like 15 oh, million copies in a week. But it still was lower than the previous one. And the, you know, the experts and everybody thought that it would at least meet or exceed what it sold the previous, the previous See, thing. So he, I don't Here's know. what I don't get is, and this, I've like, if I ever meet someone at, at um, EA, I'm going to tell them this. You sell Call of Duty on a subscription model. Yeah, ten bucks a month from everyone playing. You dole out map packs and new single player content every month. Just alternate single player levels one month, three yep. new maps the next month, and Halo you'll be rolling. I was kind of chuckling. Halo Four is actually doing something kind of like that. They're doing something called Spartan Ops, which is you know a little like kind of like a single multiplayer you know mission type thing. They give you five missions every week. You get uh, five weeks worth, and you know they have cutscenes. There's a story behind them. You play with four people online. You run through the missions, and they made a particular in, uh, instance to say season one is free with the game. So season one consists of five episodes, uh, and there are five chapters per episode, and it's free. Why now, they call it they... season one because you know there's a season two coming, right. why, and you know why... that one's not going to be free. Why, why haven't they gone to that model yet, though? I don't understand. Because I thought that was the model they were going to go to was the subscription-based. Well, and, it, it, and it's almost there considering how much they're pushing season passes. For yeah. DLC. Yeah, exactly. When I, uh, That's one reason why I bought my Assassin's Creed 3 game like uh, like at Jump, partly because I wanted to play it because of the setting. But two, I also knew it was going to be a season pass thing. So it's like, well, if I'm going to play multiplayer, I may as well get it. So, so that so that's what they're doing then, Scott. They're, that that's what the whole that's that whole push on season passes is to get people to slowly buy into, you know, the console people buying into doing monthly subscriptions. Uh, not really. It's uh, basically they want the money up front because um, yeah. every day from basically there's a point from game launch and every right. day after that, every, each DLC would sell less. So like okay. day one DLC, as much yeah. as it's criminal, sells yeah, better than it. Returns. Yeah, definitely. Sells better. So basically you sell the, the season pass up front and you've already got the money. Okay. Although I will say I'm, I am curious as far as going back on Assassin's Creed 3. I am interested in the, uh, that, uh, that, D, that the old DLC. history DLC. Yeah. yeah the, uh, what was it? King they George. called it, uh, yeah. George Washington, the tyranny of King George Washington. I thought that might be amusing to play. So I I that's the only reason like, I don't play multiplayer much on that game but the, the tyranny of King Washington you see him sitting on the throne he's got an apple in his left hand he's like that looks like fun and a little bit of alternate history well, I'm at the same time, considering a... that but I might just you know buy those pieces and forget the multiplayer junk well the, pro... well, the thing is well if you uh... get it for I bought that game last week for uh, my PlayStation dollars. and I got um I got the season pass, or I got the multiplayer download for free, and I get, I get the Benedict Arnold thing, and then I think and I if, got a, I think if, I have a voucher in there for like 
the season pass pretty cheap or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And if you're like and if you're like me who has the uh the the actual uh Vita game, I can link it up to my PS3 and get three more missions for free. See, that that's the, the I mean, I that I noticed that Sony's been doing that the last couple of years is they're having a lot more stuff on their game on the um on, on their the versions game. of the games. Yeah. Because I know Dead Space had this. Dead Space Two had the same thing, and that's why I got it for that. That and I mean, it also looks better. I mean, the 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 three sixty is just about done. I mean, <laughs> I think it has one more good year in it, but beyond that, I don't know. Uh, I think I think next Christmas you'll see the next Xbox and the next PS Four. I guess I'm still predicting twenty fourteen for the PS Four. That's yeah, well, they, they don't have they don't have any they don't have. I've Earth. I've heard you know, rumors floating around that the Xbox is the next Xbox is pretty much done, but they're not gonna announce crap till they see what PS3 the PS, the PlayStation people are gonna do, because they're gonna put it up. They're gonna release their system one month before the PlayStation does, just to fuck with them. <sighs> well, in that case, if that's if the reports from Sony are true, then for what we can tell, it's and this is just what they said, but. As far as I know, so they're still holding to the fit the 2015 mark. I know they originally said they wanted to go until 2016, but I remember re- re- hearing reports that the P- that the Vita, based on how it's going right now, it'll sustain the PS3 until 2015. I'd be I, shocked if it t- if they let it run that long. But I'll be very honest. I can see it happening because I'm gonna get PlayStation All Stars eventually. Because my I don't friend... see it. I don't see it happening at all because you got to look at the financial health of Sony. No, Sony's gonna have too. to start getting money into that company. They're freaking hemorrhaging money. So why do you think? Why do you think Nintendo rushed out the Wii? I mean, they were talking about it for a while, but they wanted to be first on that because Nintendo's in a lot. Of, they were. They this whole year they've been. They had a lot of money issues as a company, and. You know, they have to get the cash flow going. If they don't get cash flow, these companies could go away. Uh, the, well, again, like it comes down to that fact. Disney, Disney will buy out Nintendo. <laughs> in the end, will own everything. Well, it, that's what scares me because they they literally oh, write yeah. copyright law in America. Oh yeah. Well, didn't I hear rumors that they were talking about buying Hasbro too, so they don't Transformers and all that stuff? Uh, nah, that that's just that's just. That's, that's crazy. That's just rumors. That's just crazy rumors. Cra- crazy will, Hasbro's wait- strong enough right now that no one could really come at them. Yeah, I'm waiting. No, the the, the next big thing is going to be when they when Sony is in so much financial problems, they need cash that you know Walt Disney's going to come up and say, "Hey, uh, how would you like some some cash for uh, Spider Man and X Men and all that?" That's the next thing that they're going to pull off. Well, I think yeah. they only own Spider-Man. X-Men's owned by Fox. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if Disney stepped in and says, "Hey, we would like the movie rights back from for Spider-Man. Yeah. How about we, how about we just write you a big ass check?" <laughs> I will predict one thing, and I've talked this uh, to death with my friend, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I can kind of feel it, and I think everybody can too. That I am predicting that the Wii U, the PS4, whatever they're going to call it, and the Netbox. Those are going to be the last home consoles, dedicated home consoles we're ever going to have for gaming. That's I, uh, I doubt that. I've heard rumors that what they're going to do for the next Xbox is they're going to make it a built-in DVR 
and they're going to, you know, sign contracts with your whatever your cable company is, and you can use their DVR to, you know, to record your shows on their cable company blah, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the next Xbox will be a gaming system, but it'll do a few other things too. We just, so, we, so don't basically have the, be, we don't have so, the infrastructure for a cloud-based. Um, yeah, there'll never be a complete cloud-based. No, well, I wouldn't say thing. never, but I wasn't talking about cloud-based. Not in our lifetimes. No, I wasn't talking I about cloud-based. I was talking more. Uh, everything's going to go to PC gaming. That's what nah. I'm predicting at this point. Yeah, but, but, but it but it would be more of. I mean, it's still going to go. That's still going to even PC gaming is going to go to probably cloud-based. I mean, that's. That's going to happen, but it's just not going to happen within probably the next five to ten years. Well, five, or, five or ten years pass, passes by very quickly. That's oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, all this stuff's about to – I mean, we, you know, the other issue is, is the longer that the economic downturn goes, the more consolidation you're going to see, like places like Disney buying out these companies. And like Scott said, that is kind of one of the scary things about it is you're just going to have these uber behemoths that are going to control everything. What was it? Uh, what was oh God? This is like the thing of every like future thing where everything's run by super oh, yeah. corporations no, no. and F- stuff Philip like that. Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Yeah, Dick they're... had it right. I don't read anything by Philip K. Dick. Well, so, uh, in that case, Neil Stevenson. Okay. Now yeah. All the, yeah. All those guys. That's what they. That's what they talk about, and it's it's their multi their conglomerates controlling all aspects of media. Because if you think of Disney, Disney has movies, they have network television, they have cable television, they have uh, you know now with Lucasfilm they got uh, you know production and special effects and video games. They got a they got a ton of stuff. They can well, control. Lu- Lucas Arts is like twelve guys at this point, sadly. But it doesn't mean they may not expand it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I think I think, I think we'll think see them keep... merge with Dis- or become sort of some sub branch of Disney Interactive, and maybe get some muscle back. I still can't believe he sold it for that much money. I still think he could have he could have got a little bit more. Disney would have paid it. I believe. Well, no, it was cash that's... and stock. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's going to get more than that. He's got four hundred million dollars, but he's going to make more. <laughs> Because he still gets, you know, however much much money those future uh, movies make, he gets a cut. Not a huge cut, but he gets a cut. Well, he's going to. His, his issue is going right? to be. No, his issue is going to be the stock price, because. Well, when, didn't they make him the same deal they made Stan Lee for the Marvel movies? He gets like half a percent, which doesn't sound like that much, but, know, but they all also, those characters he created, he gets half a percent of the total gross. I know, but I'm not even talking about that though. But they have the stock. He's got Disney stock. And Disney stock, when that next Star Wars movie comes out, Disney stock's going to freaking go through the roof. I mean, they're, it, it, the way that they're batting right now, I mean, Disney stock, at one, you know, it could possibly within five years be over 100 bucks a share. I mean, that, that, and he's going to make a ton of money there. I just, I mean, he's smart on that aspect, but I thought he would have, I thought he would have asked for a little bit more cash. Well, he so. gave away most of the cash anyhow. Yeah. I was going to say, he's already filthy, stinking rich. How much richer like, can you be? Like, he doesn't uh, know what to do with money rich. anymore. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when you're so rich, you literally guys. could build the Scrooge McDuck house and go swimming in your own money. You got enough cash. Well, no, he was he was rich. Be, no, what was, what was impressive about him was all the, the prequel movies. He self-financed them. Yeah. I mean... 
yeah. well, he, he made all his money back. He self-financed Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, that's how well the first two did. Yeah. And he was Before his wife took it all away. Take the licensing do, rights. Do you guys think the original cuts are going to be on these Blu-ray re- uh, re- releases that Disney's going to do? Well, if they're um, not out within a year, I don't think so. Well, part of it is that um, Disney does have to go to, uh, like, Fox won't lose the distribution, the DVD distribution rights until about 2017. Yeah. And that's for 5, 6, and 1, 2, and 3. Fox has the distribution rights in all media formats to A New Hope forever. Really? Yes. Wow. It's another kind of, check Disney might have to write. So Disney's going to have to uh, cut a check to Fox, and I'm sure both companies are like, this will make us money. Let's talk deal. Like, Disney's already playing nice with Paramount over Iron Man, so I can't see them, uh, like, I can't see them coming up with something, but it, yeah. it might be a bit of a ways off. Too bad, too bad the Sissy show isn't so fortunate. Yeah, that stuff's so interesting, isn't it? All these, the way that these, all these contracts are structured, because it just shows you. I mean, anybody that's just so naive enough to think that these things, you know, that these when people do these movies and stuff, it's not about business or just. I don't know where they're living. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you you might have that good case with the original, the movie when the you know like a guy like George Lucas had the well intentions to, you know, I'm going to do this. You know, go against Hollywood and all this stuff, but you know, once they st- once the money starts flying, everybody just becomes the same greedy bastard. Well, they kind of have to at that point. Well, you 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 say that, but you don't you don't have to do anything. To be honest, I mean, that's yeah. true. Now you're just arguing human nature, but I will say, well, shall we move on to the actual topic? I think we've rambled enough. Uh, yeah, I gotta take a I got to take a wee, and I'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, who are you stealing your Wii from? <laughs> Not stealing with it. I'm, I'm taking one. <laughs> okay, but still, the question stands. Yeah. Where, where are you taking it to? Uh, so, how are you guys doing, by the way? Oh, Peachy. See, see, we're we're very late here. He's on the East Coast. I'm in Central Time Zone. So. Yeah, I don't sleep. I, I had to be really nice to Scott to convince him to let me have this show because he's never played any of these games. Well, look at it this way. At least you're not bridging, uh, bri- uh, bridging a British person, an Eastern Canadian, a Western Canadian, and an Australian all in the same podcast. Well, had, the time that? well had things gone a little differently, we would have had a Brit on this episode. <laughs> Oof. Scott, you're... You might want to have to uh, call a call back in because uh, your quality wound just went the ah, went crazy from uh, there. Okay, yeah, no, I I know what the problem is. Is I'm doing some work for something else, but it should Uh-oh. be done in a minute. I hope so. But uh, go back on your uh, question, Jab Man. I basically had to plan that out very carefully and make everybody agree to uh, to the standard timeline. So, <laughs> so. If- so bridging four time zones, I've had a British person. Eight o'clock for them at night was five o'clock for the uh, for my Australian. How the hell? Uh, you couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't pull that off. I was like, no. Um, I'd love to do a show with you. I'd love to do a show with you. But getting everyone under the same ballpark, no. You, you guys well, can just I... alternate weeks. 
Right. <laughs> well, for the record, it was only one time. It was only one time, and the reason yeah, I you did never do this more than once. You're like, nah, we're not doing that again. That's crazy. And the reason I wanted to do it is I wanted to put, I wanted to see how far I could push Skype at that point. Dude. So I pushed it to uh, to its very limit with that podcast, bridging like four different destinations and four different time zones across three different continents. So I just want to. So that was basically for two hours straight. So. That it was more or less a, a means of uh, doing podcasting, but it was also for science essentially. Because at that, and I was doing that all for Vista, so that was a for me that was a particularly proud moment technological technologically to do that. Hey, is Scott, there. Yeah. Hey, I forgot who it was. I think it might have been Sobro. I guess he said recently you saw Rush in concert. No, I have not seen Russian concert. I I almost did it. Oh, okay. He must have got his facts mixed up then, which makes sense because it is Solbro. So yeah, sorry about that. I uh, no, like I almost bought tickets to Rush. Have you ever seen him? No, and I keep, I I I, you know, like I thought I could do it for the Clockwork Angels tour, but it didn't work out. Dude, you gotta see them. I've seen him like twice, you know, a couple years ago, but. Even if you're not a big Rush fan, it's just an incredible show. I mean, the fact that you can sit there and close your eyes and you like and you you hear all this music and then you look and then you open them and you think, "Wow, it's this is just three fucking guys doing this shit," because it is it is pretty pretty intense. So I know they're going to be here in L.A. not too long from now, I believe. But yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, Solbrook, yeah. he gives bad information, so that's his, that's his specialty. All right, so given the, the fact that we're going to be – I'm assuming, again, this is Dot .hack, right? Yeah. yeah. It's right. pretty much the franchise, right, that you're yeah, wanting well, to speak about? or I'll just – what I was going to do is do a, uh, uh, do on Gundam, a quick synopsis. We'll do like Dot .hack sign. The original four games. Are you stealing what we do in Gundam? Sure, why not? It's a good uh, model. People yeah. are copying you, so that means you make an influence. Yeah, well, I'll just do a quick synopsis of the thing, toss it, we'll talk around. Scott's never played any of these games. He's just here to listen. <laughs> I, I have watched the first anime, so I will do that. Yeah, that's, that's okay, well, I, Scott can talk about I just, that. I just recently watched Quantum again, just uh, kind of uh, see the latest, uh, the latest thing I got. That was a happy, happy time. But, uh, okay, so. Well, that was a. Quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of stuff there. Yeah, we, like, we did a lot of rambling, but see, the, the beautiful uh, thing is, after all that rambling, uh, Scott's going to do all the editing, so I don't got to do anything now. My sympathy, Scott. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know how that feels. Noise removal, truncate silence. Half the work yeah, is I have done. A <laughs> I have a question for you guys. This uh, geek tyrant site is this a bullshit site or what's up with this thing? I have no idea what you're talking about. 
It's a it's a site called Geek Tyrant. Do you know anything about this? Uh, no, damn clue. I'm just wondering because I was kind of going through some of the news articles here, and is that just, isn't that that site that Ramen is seven or seventy six? Yeah, the, I'm getting spammed a lot with this on here, and I just want to know. It looks kind of legit. I mean, some of the stuff's okay, but there's some of these articles that just kind of look fucking a little bogus to me. The specific Rim movie is gonna be fucking badass. Holy fuck! You seen these specs of these, these the fucking Max in this thing? Holy. Scott, what the heck did you send me? Um, you, you've never heard of, you've never seen that site. I was just wondering what the heck you sent me. Oh, oh, oh. It, it's part of that conversation you were having earlier today. And I'm like, well, I can't let an objection thing go without doing it right. What site is this? Uh, it's, um, it's a website that will generate Phoenix Wright objections for you. Like you plug uh, in the text cool. and pick a character and it oh, will do the cool. whole animation for you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering what it was for a moment. It's like, I find it amusing. I make what I make one screen cap from my, I take a screen cap from my PlayStation Vita, and all of a sudden it turn it turns into it turns into that. So, I find that amusing. Ah, uh, uh, Phoenix Wright. Still waiting for. Still waiting for that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. That one's long. That one's kind of a long shot. I'm still waiting for it. It'll convince me to buy a PlayStation. <laughs> It'll convince me to buy uh, the buy a 3DS finally. You know how bad it was last week when I I had never played any of the Assassin's Creed um, games before, so I didn't really know too much about the backstory. So I'm thinking I bought this game last week, and I'm thinking I go in and I'm in the revolution. I can start kicking some British ass. No, I didn't realize it was like a Back to the Future thing where you got like fucking sink and shit. Yeah, yeah I can Im- I can imagine stepping into Assassin's Creed Three. It'd be wait, wait what now? Yeah, I was ex- the- like I said, I was expecting it was like some generational thing where this dude's like on this long line of assassins, and and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go in here and start fucking. Then all of a British. sudden you're. T- and all of a sudden you're taking control of Desmond, who's in present time. <laughs> yeah, you're having to walk down like this thing, and they're like, oh, you got to... I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? And it seems like a pretty cool game, though. I mean... I, I got I got it for the setting, and it's like, it feels good to take out the British, I'll say that much. Hey, you guys, I, have you guys played uh, Halo 4, though? Is it... Is it it's, I've heard... I enjoyed Halo 4. I really enjoyed Halo 4. It was surprisingly good. What about um, Black Ops Two? Is that worth a shit or no? I haven't, I haven't played that. I, I pretty much called, called it a, a career with the Call of Duty franchise. I kind of after Modern Warfare Two, I was like, oh. I, I got Modern Warfare Three, and it was. I'm not gonna say it was horrible, but I don't know. They just hyped the hell out of that game, and it didn't deserve all the hype that it got. It was a good game. It was like, you know what? I'm just done with this. <laughs> hmm. That's why I only play Uncharted. Simple. No, Halo Four. I really enjoy Halo. 4. That's what. That's the shit that I keep hearing. Is like everybody's like fucking Halo Four is so badass. Well, right. Halo. Like I said, I was really nervous because uh, Bungie's not doing it this time. It's three, yeah. four, three industries. But you can tell that Microsoft just said, "This is a check. It is blank. Yeah. Make the best game you possibly can." Well, they and kind they, of have to because that's their iconic series for the right. red spots. Well, if, it, for all intents and purposes, that's their that's Microsoft's video game mascot. From, yeah, from all intents and purposes, yeah. yeah. 
but I don't, yeah, know, I don't know as much game. anymore, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's too bad they uh, Microsoft doesn't do anything with rareware. It's that's the that's the frustrating thing I always find about Microsoft well, as Killer a video Instinct game company. Back from whoever had it for, for Oh, really? Now. So we yeah. might have a new one of those on our hands. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I'm Not sure like we've been promised Killer Instinct sequels before. Yeah. You get, well. you get promised a lot of fucking things. Mega Man oh, Legends I was story. so excited when they announced you know, a new Banjo-Kazooie because that was one of my old school favorite games back on the N64. Or... Yeah. But I, I love that game. And then then I learned, and I, I actually did buy the Xbox 360, the nuts and bolts. And I was like, what the hell is this? I heard it was actually Banjo-Kazooie. okay. I heard it was actually okay, but that's... It wasn't, you know, let's put it this way, it was okay, but the, first, you know, the original Banjo-Kazooie was a great game. Yeah. Not, this was just eh. play it, you play it, you forget it, and that was the end of that. So bad. Well, they they definitely need to, you know, the sequels and stuff are great, and the reboots are great, but you know, it, we're just we've lost creativity when it comes to stuff, you know, and, and and nobody's willing to take a chance. It's just like we're just gonna go well, with like the same. Every- like half the companies out there are like Ubisoft's pushing for a new console generation now because they don't think they can launch a new IP now, and I'm like, Dishonored did great. Yeah, yeah. For, There's I'm another still, game you ought to pick I'm up. I'm still looking forward to Watch Dogs too. Like Watch Dogs looks hella cool. I started. I picked up Dishonored on the Black Friday. I'd been playing it a little off and on. Is that good? Because I remember that is surprisingly the commer- good. Like the story you, is convoluted as all hell. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it scratches the thief itch so hard. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like it's it... like, I love that game because your objective is, you know, go over here and kill this guy. But there's like 15 different ways you can do it. I do I do think, though, I mean, I'm in the point, and I got a friend of mine that just keeps telling me, I, I just got to go back to fucking PC gaming. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I mean, the Well, the at cons- this point, um, because it's PC gaming is so tight to is so tied to consoles now it's removed a lot of the hassle yeah that you had you know five six years ago yeah and and that's the thing it's like with steam things like steam and stuff you can play all these things and and then you have you have the ability to have all these other you know and and i think that's been my issue with both playstation and, and xbox is like there's really been very few games now that like i'm sitting there watching you know it's like i want to play this and I just seem like I'm playing sequels now. That's all well, I'm playing. Pretty much. The other problem is the fact that what's the, uh, every game gets re- gets released on every platform now. Like when it came to like the Xbox 360, I see no reason that there is no game for me really personally for me to get an Xbox 360 that I don't feel I can get on my PS3. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I just look. I'm looking at game because I have both. So for me, it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, is like I just look at it where there's very few games now that I look at. I'm like, fuck, I want to play this. It's like, mm, oh, okay, this is blah 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 fucking four. Okay, I'm you know, it's like, it it's it's just not it's just not there anymore. There's nothing. Nobody's taking a chance on stuff. 
Yeah, Ubisoft, like 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 the guys have said, Ubisoft is the only place that's going. It's even doing that. I mean, I am still super hyped for Watch Dogs. When I first saw that that trailer, when they first revealed that E3, I was like really super hyped for that, and I'm still waiting for that. So Dishonored is good though. Then so that's like, Dishonored is surprising. Like, the gameplay's fun. The the the, the, the there's no the, the story and characters have no soul though. It, it, I, I don't mind the story and characters, but you can tell there's just way, way too much stuff going on. I mean, there's like 15 or 16 different little, you know, plot points and all these little side details. I'm like, whoa, whoa! You got well, like that, that's you know, it. That's the other thing. There, there was a gag on, um, oh, what's that online comic? Penny Arcade. Yeah, Penny Arcade, where the guy goes, okay, here's we're gonna do a new game here called Dishonored. Any plot point you want, any story element. Toss them out. Nothing gets rejected. And, you know, you know they had just writers throwing stuff and said, uh, whales are cool. Sure, we're using whales. Uh, zombies. Yes, we are. I mean, just anything and everything is in that game. And I, th- I think that's the problem. I think everybody's always trying to, with their fucking, their uh, their stories, they either try to be too deep or too, uh, everything can, turns out to be just convoluted. Like, sometimes you just want something that's just going to be fun to play. And I don't need, like, I don't need the deepest story all the time. But then again, too, it's like you, you do want, when you do have something that's going to be a deep story, I want it to be something I haven't really seen before. And, you know, or that, you at least want it to be engaging for you. Yeah. But really, I want to see it where it's not like, you know, because a lot of this stuff now, it's just like cut and paste. It's like search and replace this video game franchise or movie with this name. And it's like, you know, wow. Okay. Great. So. I will say one thing about the about like with Assassin's Creed Three, which is one of the reasons why I got it. You don't see very many things that take place in the American Revolution and get it right. I mean, there are very few games that even take place I, in that time I mean, period. This, this is the only thing I've ever really played that's from that time period like this. So uh, there's a couple. Well, things plus there's like that, they, that that opening five hours during the French Indian Wars. Well. Yeah, but still, it doesn't change the fact that it takes place during the Napoleonic era, with muskets and all that stuff. So that was a that was yep. a fun game. I I I played all the Assassin's Creed. It wasn't my personal favorite, but I enjoyed that game. But I have some issues with it. But I, th- well, <laughs> I think I, I convinced I've, I've heard Scott some... to let me do an episode on that too. Yeah. <laughs> I've always heard so many mixed about the Assassin's Creed games because. You know, uh, Assassin's Creed. There's is a lot, of, want, lot of love hate with those games. It's it's a personal thing. Like if you like, you know, foot on the gas, fast paced, rolling down, you know, moving games. This ain't for you because it's slow. You know, you're sneaking and hiding. You gotta sometimes you gotta sit there and do nothing while the, you know you wait for the guards to pass. You know, if you're looking for high paced stuff, this ain't it. Like some people hated Splinter Cell for the same reason. It's like, man, there's nothing to do. Well, the whole point of Splinter Cell is to get from point A to point B without anyone seeing you do anything. Which I find amusing, if only because there's so many people who love Metal Gear, and that's pretty much the whole point of the game. Yeah, but nobody plays it like that. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be it. (laughs) Yes, you very rarely play. (laughs) Your objective is to get to point A to point B without, you know, just getting there with no one seeing you. But nobody plays it like that. They get from point A to point B with killing everything they can. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm guilty. I guess I'm the only one who ever tries to get uh, get there without being seen. But well, you're not yeah. the only one, but you are part of the minority. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, regardless, yeah, it, to go back on what Paul said, is there's just not there's just not a lot of uh, creativity. That's kind of why I went to like like PSP uh, and the the PSP and the uh, Vita is that most of the stuff that I'm going to be playing is probably going to be on Vita you know, on my handheld, just simply because most of my RPGs that I like that are going to come out, they're going to probably be just on handhelds, which is. The well, sad part. It's just symptomatic of everything that's going on now. I mean, look at every fucking, look at every television show, every movie. It's all fucking reboot or some. It's based off this graphic novel. It's like, you know, I just, I just, I'm done with it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really don't... fucking done with it, and I'm done with all the fucking posers. I, I just cannot stand all the like. Oh, in the comic book or in the graphic novel, it was like this. Like, shut the fuck up. What What do you even know about it? Up until this show came out, you probably didn't even know this thing was based on a fucking graphic novel. Now you got to now you got to be Mister Fucking Hipster. Fine. But I right. did read Game of I did read the original Game of Thrones. Oh God, ten years ago. Yeah, everybody now is a fucking. You know, I know there there are there are some people that I know. That actually read Game of Thrones that, you know, years ago were telling me, read this fucking shit. And, you know, but now everybody, because they saw this fucking show, oh, I've read Game of Thrones. Blah, blah, this is what, this is what happens. And blah. I'm like, oh my God, really? It's okay not to know something. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I don't have a chance to watch or read everything that's fucking out there. But the fucking hipsters, man, they gotta go, man. In my in my fucking America, in my Canada, when I take over both countries, those shits, those motherfuckers are going. And call it continental United States. <laughs> no, nah, I just call it America. But, Land of Neo. Land God help of us Neo. All. But the thing Neo, is, is like, Neo Land. So tired of hipsters, man. I, I have nightmares like that. You know that, Neil? What? Neo Land. Oh, you're fucking dead. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least we won't have to deal with any robot problems. Exactly. Well, you, you will sleep. You will sleep safely at night, knowing there will be no robot apocalypse. Now, there might be some other shit that may happen. <laughs> that fucking mindless robots are not going to come and fucking buzzsaw you to death. So the world may end in Neo Land, but it sure ain't going to end with a robot apocalypse. No, sir. Hey, man, I'm telling you. I, you read that book, Robo Apocalypse, man. Jesus. Fucking holy shit, that dude. I'm telling you, the guy that wrote it was a PhD in robotics, man. He knows what these fuckers are gonna do. I'm telling you, oh, we're doomed. Oh, it's the, doomed. It's the most plausible of the fucking apocalypses that we can have. Fuck, that's what we're. Because if you really think about it, a pandemic. Most likely, everybody's going to fucking die from it. I mean, it, even if they get reanimated, whether they can just eat each other, I mean, they're just fucking mindless beasts. But robot apocalypse, man? Fuck that. Nope. Neil, I think you've put way too much thought in this. Just saying. Uh, you, you, you know what? Fuck, <laughs> fucking make your jokes. <laughs> I don't even want to hear your ass when the, the shit hits the pin. Hey, man, save me. I'm ready. I'll say this much: I'm ready for the zombie apocalypse. But if uh, Paul, if Hang Paul, up. if Paul said, if, if Paul's right and we die by, uh, we're going out by the, the uh, robot apocalypse. All I'm going to do is tell, uh, turn to him and say, "You were right, man." No, wait. No. I mean, oh, you know what? I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, if we have the robot apocalypse, I will find a way to contact Paul. Say, Paul, what? 
I'm not the You're only right, one that's thinking about this. Like Scott said, he submitted an article about the Pentagon. They're, the fucking EU's, the EU's doing a freaking study on this. Like every major government is doing a study on artificial intelligence and robots and, you know, how much power we should give them to do things because it's a fucking, it's a, you know, it's a huge, computers are everywhere, man. And we're getting to a point that is like we're starting to try and create what? Wasn't there like an article somewhere that stated that we're like five or five or ten years away from the first quantum computer? Oh, we already have it. It's just classified. All that stuff's classified, dude. I mean, I, I mean, know, I don't have that clearance, but I'm just telling you all that stuff. <laughs> I don't. And I'm not. I don't have classified clearance, but and I couldn't tell you anyways. But the thing but is, Project Quantum Computer seems to have a lot of money in it. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, is I mean, look, look at every time that we have like a big war or something like that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, the United States military had this for twenty years. Oh really? But now it just got declassified. Yeah, so like, like they're they're finally showing off the laser tanks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at look at the whole thing with drones. I mean, drones like ten years ago, nobody really talked about. Them. Now they're all up on drones, and there's other drone and they just there's other drones different types of drones that do other things they have underwater drones they don't even talk about those i mean those are probably the most useful ones underwater drones in my opinion fucking ones that fly too they kill terrorists man well yeah obviously the that's uh that's a mundane thing at this point but an important one nonetheless oh man i was gonna say it didn't wasn't a it wasn't Osama bin Laden, but his number two got uh, shot up by a drone. You were going to say Newt? <laughs> and almost. Well, he got a missile up his ass. It's close enough. Yeah, I mean, those drones are fucking, they're scary, man. They, I mean, they have the, the um, you know, they always show the propeller-driven ones, but then they also have, there's jet drones that they use, too. So, yeah, man. Robot apocalypse, man. It's going to fucking come. I'm safe. Nothing in my house is networked. Like I said, I don't network anything in here. Cause I, I don't want the robots to take over my pad. <laughs> and we all know you're safe, Neil. All right, gentlemen. Take it easy. I need to get to sleep. I will see you later. 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 Have a good one. Bye. I'm gonna talk to the Paul for uh, for a little while here. Okay, let me take a wee real quick then. Okay. Oh, which wee? <laughs> uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under an international attribution, non-commercial, share like Creative Commons license version 3.0. Please visit sbopodcast.blogspot.com for more episodes and contact information. Thank you.